Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, good evening, Facebook family. Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and server on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa Brian Post. Hope everyone is doing fantastic on this tremendous Thursday. Tomorrow's freaking fabulous Friday, baby. So I hope you're ready. I hope you've had a great week. I hope you're ready to go into the weekend on a on a high note. So um, hope it's uh, it's been a good week for you. So yesterday, I had a couple of situations come up. Yesterday, I uh, was talking to a mom and her teenage daughter, and we were processing through a an exchange that they had. So one of the things I do a lot of with, with my families, and in fact, I, I don't consider myself to be a therapist. I consider myself to be an educator. I think we are lacking in knowledge about ourselves and about our interactions, and um, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as, as therapy. I see it as education, and so I'm always trying to educate both the parents and the children. In this instance, it's a 13-year-old, very smart young lady, on understanding their communication dynamics and their patterns. And so, hey, Julia from Nova Scotia, did you find my, uh, did you find my one acre up there yet, Julia? Hello there, Mimi, love you, hope you're doing well today. Um, so I do this little, this little um, exercise, usually with parents who have, who have challenging teens, where um, I'll have the teen come and sit, sit close, but I become the teenager and the mom is the mom. Or the parent is the parent, dad's dad, whatever. And so then we have a rehashing of a scenario. And but this time I give the parent feedback from a perspective of awareness of what I may be going through as a teenager. And I always say to the teenager, here's the deal. And this is, you know, a lot of times these teens don't know me. Um, you know, I just pretty much sit down and tell them, okay, well, this is, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to be you, your parents going to be them. And I'm going to say things to them in your voice. And if it's not right, I want you to just say, Hey, that's not, that's not accurate. But if it is right, I just want you to sit here and enjoy the process. And so rarely, rarely do I, um, fail to speak the authentic, um, unconscious, subconscious experience of the teenager, and rarely does the parent walk away not having uh, a, a light bulb moment. And hey, good good evening, Brian and Kendra. And uh, uh, oh, it was uh, it was John Herb Julia. That's who offered me the, the the acre. So I'll have to track that man down one of these days. So. I was doing the, the role play and they had had a scenario where they had gotten into a, a bickering, a bickering um, exchange. And I think the little girl, I call her a little girl, she's a teenager, ended up, mom ended up giving her some kind of consequence. And, um, you know, mom said, no, I didn't give you a consequence. And the little girl was like, yeah, yeah, you did. And so we kind of rolled, rolled through this exchange and one of the things that came out is that the daughter asked, why is it that we get consequences for our behaviors, but you, pointing to mom, 
don't get any consequences for your behavior? Why is it okay for you to mess up and then apologize to us and we just have to accept it? But it's not okay for us to mess up and not get a consequence. And so I thought, you know what? That is a fantastic question and a fantastic insight from a teenager. And I thought I would just bring that to you guys' attention. Why is it that we feel as adults and as parents that we are at liberty to behave and communicate to our children any way we want because we're stressed, yet when they become stressed and they communicate to us in a way that we don't like, they're the ones who get the consequence. What would it be like if you're practicing consequences in your home, and this is a family moving away from that, but they're not there yet, so we're, you know, it's a slow process. And what, what if the next time you misbehaved as a parent, if you plan on continuing to use consequences, what if you gave your children permission to give you a consequence for your behavior? Wouldn't that be interesting? I think that'd be super interesting. My goal is to help this family move away from the use of consequences based on their understanding of one another. And so what I helped the mom understand and what I helped the daughter understand is that when mom was becoming stressed, she was actually regressing. And when the daughter was becoming stressed, she was regressing. So they got, they got started in this power dynamic of their communication. And then it was actually mom who said something unkind to the girl first. And the girl, in a defensive way, fired back something ugly towards the mom. But the focus got put on what the little girl said. And so here's the thing, and I've said this a hundred times. We as parents set the thermostat. We set the thermometer, the temperature in the home. We set the thermostat for the relationships. We set the thermostat for how our children are able to grow and mature emotionally, even socially. A lot of times parents get real worked up on whether or not um, their children need to have more social social interaction so they can have you know better social skills. And I always try to help them to understand that your children learn their core foundation for socialization within the home. Their ability to socialize with you and interact with you in a healthy manner is what lays the foundation for their ability to go and interact with their peers. And so one of the things we did in this little exercise is I actually had mom apologize to the child. Mom had to get to a place to where she could breathe and calm herself down and realize, and she did because I could see it in her face, realize that she'd made the mistake first. And the significance isn't just about the mom apologizing, because I think the child does have a point about the consequences, but it's about understanding the dynamic. By mom willing to say, I'm sorry that I said that, and to apologize to the child is also not only an opportunity to repair the relationship, but it's a teaching moment for the child. We're always talking about teaching moments. But the problem is we try to use teaching moments when children are stressed out, then they can't remember. And so by just having that little exchange, within probably 30 minutes, the whole energy between the two of them changed. This was something that had been building up. It has been building up for quite a while. But uh, this tension 
was, was happening between them, and it started over the weekend. And so it had just carried over through the week. And it's just interesting how when we as parents become stressed, we become as guarded and as defensive as our children can be. And that's because when we stress, we regress. We all do it. When you stress, you regress to an earlier emotional age. And it's just dependent on that level of stress. But the relationship stress is one of the most stressful ones. You will regress to that emotional age. And that's the age that you're going to act and, and behave, behave towards your children. And don't be surprised when they get stressed out and react back to you and come back to you with an equal amount of stress and overwhelming fear. And one other thing is if you're a parent and you're experience, experiencing emotions of stress and fear and overwhelm, guess what? That's mimicked in the home. I always say if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. But what that really means is that if one member of the family is stressed out, every member of the family is going to be stressed out because there's a process that occurs in families. It's called entrainment. It also happens in music. It's where we become cellularly enmeshed with one another, down to ourselves. And this is why when you lose someone in the family dynamic, that's why grief has occurred because grief is actually a cellular disruption. And grief is such a painful thing because you're trying to repair repair a gap, repair a, a, a space that has occurred in the in the cellular system of the family. And that's why grieving is so painful because it's literally the cellular system repairing itself. And so when one member of the family is stressed out, everyone's gonna be stressed out because of entrainment. We become neurophysiologically connected. And there's, there's no way around it. So if mom is stressed out, depressed, overwhelmed, feeling sad, feeling lonely, guess what? The kids are going to be stressed out, overwhelmed, feeling sad, feeling lonely, feeling depressed. It's just mimicked. So whatever you may be experiencing as a parent, you can look around you and find that same mirror of reflection coming right back to you from your children. We have to start the process of healing First, and I have got an opportunity to spend time with another couple today, and, and really the same same thing kind of came up. Uh, Dad shared some early, early post-traumatic stress, and you know he carries it even to this day. And this was 30 years ago, and he said this happened 30 years ago. But even to this day, he still thinks about it. And recently, a series of events from becoming stressed and that post-traumatic stress getting stirred up um, caused him to make some really bad decisions. But I wanted him to understand that children have the same internal struggle with sharing their emotions. And this is why when I'm working with families, I always start with mom and dad. Because if I can't help you to learn how to open up to your own emotions, if I can't help you to learn how to dig in to your own feelings, your own emotions, your own fear, your own stress, then it's going to be almost impossible for you to help your child open up to you. And it's just, it's such a simple thing, yet it's such a difficult and challenging thing. Yes, that's absolutely correct, Jill. Absolutely correct. When we feel, when we, f and this is what I helped the dad, this is the second scenario, the dad who doesn't want to talk about his pain, um, we unconsciously do that to our children. Like they'll, they'll have upset feelings and we will unconsciously say to them, you're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You're not there anymore. And that's just a repeat of what we 
or the self-talk that we go through ourselves. So I really helped Dad to understand that pie chart that I've done recently. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I should have Facebook Live that. We did a camp. I did a camp with some, uh, with some childcare workers this past weekend. And I really got into that pie chart. I've, I've mentioned it here before, just kind of helping you guys see if you if you create a pie chart and basically you put a quarter of the pie and then you leave three-fourths of the pie, that quarter of the pie is your thinking. That's your left hemisphere. That's your emotional brain, your, your thinking brain, your rational brain. But the three-fourths comprises your emotional brain. And that's something we forget about in schools and in homes is that we are held hostage. Our thinking is held hostage by our emotion. So all your thinking is manifested from your emotional energy and from your emotional input. It's not vice versa. And that's why I shared recently on Facebook that article I really enjoyed about a, a, a a bottom-up approach as opposed to a top-down approach. A top-down approach takes that pie chart and goes through that quarter, that quarter segment of thinking, the rational processing, thinking that it influences the emotion, and that's just not true. Our emotional brain, our right hemisphere, dictates to our thinking brain. So, hey there, Mama Wilma. I hope you're doing well. So that's it, guys. I um, hope this was uh, insightful for you. And remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. We can continue to react from our same blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We can regress. We can emotionally regress and we can operate from that place. We're just purely being, being driven by stress and fear. Or we can stop. We can slow down. We can take three to ten deep breaths and we can choose love. We do have the ability in the midst of stress to still maintain our adulthood, our, our, our parenthood, we can do that. We just have to slow down and pull ourselves out of that regressed place. And we'll come back to being adults. And we come back to that clear thinking and that short-term memory being online. And then we make things happen from there. Anyway, God bless you. Big Papa loves you. I hope that your home this evening is just filled with relaxation, with peace, with love. And that you get the best night's sleep. And that you wake up in the morning restored, refreshed, and reinvigorated and ready to have a freaking fabulous Friday, baby. Good night, everybody.